Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome aboard. Hey, I'm really excited to be able to get Evangelist Asher Bach back on the program. And uh, Asher, how you been since last time, my friend? Doing absolutely fantastic. Shannon, thank you again for, um, I think this is the third time you've had me on. Yes. And it's a privilege to uh, be connected with you. Uh, just knowing that you're a true man of God, you have such a love for Christ. But um, everything's been great. Um, my traveling schedule has picked up glory to God, uh, and um, many people are being touched. You know, the captive is being set free, and the full gospel is being preached. So, um, absolutely incredible, and uh, just very grateful. Amen. Are you still active as before on TikTok? I am, actually. I just hit, uh, believe it or not, just hit 130,000 uh, <laughs> followers on there. Whoa. And. Doing uh, most of my um, streaming um, when I do online ministry on there, and um, but I think collectively through all social media platforms, I'm at about 140,000 followers. So I just give God the glory because I didn't ask for that. You know, I, I got on there and started posting the things that God had put on my heart and what He had deposited in me. And uh, I've just watched it grow, and it's been an, an, an amazing experience. And Shannon, interesting enough, we have seen 650 decisions. This is just off of TikTok. Whoa. 650 decisions to follow Jesus. Brother, this is awesome. You know, yes, I sir. really am convinced that TikTok is the greatest harvest field that we've ever seen. Now, you know, YouTube Absolutely. had its day. Facebook seems kind of like the Dead Sea to me right now. But um, <clears throat> Sure. TikTok is just amazing. And you yes. know, no wonder the enemy wants to shut it down. Now, you know, Facebook, of course, is very jealous of TikTok shorts. They can't compete. And um, they're trying to uh, lean on those that they lobby 
in government to shut it down. You know, it's oh, it's the Chinese sure. spying, but come on, everybody spies on us. Our own government spies. Yeah, that's what's right. New, what's new? Um, that's right. But the truth of it is, they can't control it, and um, that's what the enemy wants to do, try to come in there and control TikTok. Yet, if that's where the people are, that's where we need to go. And, Absolutely. Uh, that's that's what you have seen. Now, I got one question before you bring the word. Uh, when you got started on there, uh, were you doing live streaming or were you doing pre-recorded and then uploading? And then what are you doing today? So uh, with TikTok, you have to, this is per TikTok, you have to have a thousand followers in order to live stream. So <clears throat> what I did was I got on there and began to upload things like uh, just randomly the Lord would drop something into my spirit and I would upload it and uh, I started getting a following actually my first video that really got me traction was me speaking into women's lives about not living through a spirit of comparison and just being who God created them to be and being women of God being examples to the younger women and so that one really took off so when I hit a thousand followers then I started to live stream and uh, I, I still post I mean I just had a video um, while me and my daughter were away on vacation um, I had a video hit about 30,000 um, views and uh, did really well so uh, I'm doing both but mainly uh, I would say live streaming on there is my my big thing now just because the reach is so organic and it's just so incredible to see the testimonies that come into my ministry email about the people that have been healed and saved and set free through those live streams and, and again um, I just give the glory to Jesus because I didn't ask for it I just do what he tells me to do say what he tells me to say and, and he, I leave the rest to him hey amen to that now one uh question about live streaming um uh -huh. how long do you typically live stream and then part two of that is when you're done uh does it archive it or do you have to manually go back and do that if you want it to be able to be seen after the live stream yeah sure so um normally i would say if i'm going to give you an average an average live stream would be an hour and a half um, I think the longest one I ever did was when me and a great friend of mine, Shane Cartwright, he's an evangelist out of California, uh, has a ministry called Among the Chosen. We did a, a live stream on um, spiritual warfare. And it was just very, very popular that day. Many people viewing. I think we were live for three hours. Wow. So that's about as long as I've ever gone on a live stream. But to answer your second part of that question, um, yes, TikTok does uh, archive it for 30 days and then it's deleted. But what I do is the ones that I really felt was a word that people need to hear again, um, I will just download it and that way it's, you know, in, in my reach whenever I need it. But uh, TikTok will actually um, archive it there for 30 days and then it's deleted. So if you wanted to repost it, you'll have to download in that 30-day period and then can you manually repost that again so it's up on your stream? Um, you can repost uh, sex segments of it because TikTok only okay. allows, I think now they've got it to where you can download a video that's 10 minutes long. Okay. When it first started, it was 15 seconds, 60 seconds, and then three minutes. I think now um, it's available for 10 minutes. So obviously you couldn't download the entire um, or repost the entire live stream because it's too long. But what I do is I'll chop pieces up that I would call, quote unquote, the hot spots of the live stream and I'll repost those so yeah I definitely reuse it for uh, content on both TikTok and um, Facebook okay great now give out your TikTok uh, account how do they find you on there is there a way they can do it subscribe 
Yeah, so it's just at Asher Bach. Um, and really the best way to do that, uh, Shannon, is just everybody to go to my website, asherbach.com. So that's A-S-H-E-R-B-O-C-K.com. That has all my social media links. It's got places where people can sow financially if they would like to. Um, my podcast is on there, Truth Talks with Asher Bach. Um, many other things on there for, for, for um, you know, the people. And uh, very exciting about this, excited about this. Me and my wife will be launching this month a podcast called Marriage Redefined and Parenting Redefined, where we'll be teaching um, wow. about uh, what a biblical marriage looks like and what a, uh, what a home looks like raising children under um, the ways of the Lord. So very excited about that. But asherbach.com, my website, best way to find uh, everything about me that you'd like to know. And if, of course, they um, subscribe to your TikTok channel, then uh, when you go live, they get an alert that you're going live so they can tune in versus uh, just organic only. Is that how that works? Sure. So what when they subscribe, they'll have to do an additional thing. If they want to get notifications when I'm live, there will be a bell at the type top right hand corner of my page you click on that and then you click um, all so what that will do is it will notify you when I post a video when I'm live but if you don't do that you'll be subscribed but you won't get the notifications when I'm live and, and whatnot so once you subscribe um, go click on the bell and cl- uh, select all and that way it'll let you know when I'm on there okay and that's for the benefit of people who are not uh, familiar with how TikTok works um, sure, absolutely. Take those extra steps and you don't have to miss out on some great spontaneous preaching. Well, yeah, we're going to get started. And uh, with that, uh, my friend, you want to open us in prayer and the mic is yours. you got all the time you want. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Lord Jesus, we thank you today, God, um, for being our, our everything. You're the very breath that we breathe. Without you, nothing is possible. For you say in your word that with man it's impossible, but with you, God, all things are possible. I was reminded today, Jesus, of how desperately we need your mercy and grace. And so, God, I pray today that every hearer that would hear this live or maybe on the, the replay when it's uploaded, God, however that works, however Shannon does that, Lord, I just pray that um, your word would be as a hammer, would be as a fire, would be as a sword today, and that every hearer would hear and receive the implanted word of the Lord today and be changed forevermore. God, I pray that if there's those listening that are lost, that they'd be saved today. Those that need healed in their bodies, they'd be healed today. Those that need deliverance, they'd be delivered from any demonic spirits that are buffeting them and and, uh, bringing all types of chaos into their life. Because Jesus, we believe, we take you at your word, we believe the entire word of God. And we believe that you said in Mark 16, that these signs shall follow them that do believe. They shall cast out demons in my name. They shall speak in new tongues. They shall take up serpents that if they drink of anything deadly, it shall not harm them. They shall lay their hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. So we take you at your word today, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to talk to you, um, and and forgive me, all all the listeners, forgive me for clearing my throat. I've been speaking quite a bit, so my my throat is hoarse, but um, 
I'm going to try to get through this by the grace of God. But I want to I want to start out and I want to talk to you about a yoke. I'm going to share my testimony, and then we're going to dive into um, a word that's burning on my heart that I believe is a now word for um, the church. But if you've ever heard of an ox, an ox is a huge beast of the field. It's a huge beast of burden. And there is a uh, plural for ox is oxen. And when an ox is young, it's just a baby ox, the farmer will put what's called a yoke around the young ox's neck. A, a yoke is put on a team of oxen so that it can tell the, the oxen when to stop, when to go, when to turn left, when to turn right, when to pull harder, when to pull softer. And when that baby ox is very young, the farmer, the owner of that ox will put a yoke around its neck. And the purpose for that is, is so that the ox gets familiar with the yoke. And so while the, the ox is young, the ox will play with it. It'll think that the, the yoke is a toy. It'll frolic. It'll try to lick it. It'll try to get it off its back. It'll go to sleep. And, and, and the yoke has become its friend. You could say it this way, that the yoke is fun in that season. But little does that ox know that in another season, that that yoke will become its burden. So in one season, the yoke is fun and the ox controls it. But in another season, the yoke will become its burden and the yoke will tell it what to do. You know, the enemy does the exact same thing to us when we're young. It tries, he tries to get a yoke around our neck. What could that be? A yoke, let's look at it this way. Uh, the, it could be the yoke of pornography. You know, if, if the enemy can yoke you young with pornography, you won't be able to sustain a marriage. Why? Because you'll see your spouse through the lens of fantasy of something that's not even real, and you'll start to lose interest in, in her or in him if you're a male married to a female or a female married to a, a male. You'll, you'll lose interest because you're yoked with this fantasy that's not a reality. What could another yoke be that the enemy tries to put around your neck while you're young? Could be the yoke of addiction, drugs, alcohol, to where in one season it's fun. In one season you're, you're partying, in one season you're, you're doing it, but then in another season it tells you what to do in every moment. You can't go to bed without it. You can't wake up without doing it. You, you can't go to work without doing it. So again, while you're young, it's fun, but in another season, it will become your burden. But here's the good news. Let me just preach to you right now. The good news is that though the enemy might have tried to yoke you or me, or maybe there's a yoke around your neck today, the Bible says this, and let me just declare this, that the anointing destroys the yoke and removes the burden. Now, let me bring this into perspective, sharing my personal testimony with you of how the anointing of Jesus Christ snapped that yoke off my neck. I was raised in a very, very um, strict, faith-based, Bible-believing home. My daddy was a preacher of a, a small congregation, bright, shining Christian church, 
And uh, my mom was a wonderful woman of God. My dad actually would close the doors to that church building and uh, after several years of pastoring it and move on to um, taking up the evangelistic call and traveling and preaching. But I grew up in a very, very strict faith-based Bible-believing home. That's what we talked about, right? That's That was every conversation was the Bible, was faith. And my mom and dad used to tell us um, – from the as early as I can remember, you need to be praying. You need to be reading your Bible. You need to be uh, um, um, witnessing. You need to be fasting. And so, what happened was, I found myself for many years doing Christian stuff. Right? I, I found myself doing the Christian in quote stuff, but I never had a relationship with Jesus. My mommy and daddy's God never became my God. And so I found myself at the age of 17 and a half, I had gone through the motions for all those years, but I found myself at the age of 17 and a half addicted to pornography, drugs, alcohol. At a later season, I would become a marijuana and cocaine dealer. I was very sexually perverse, and let me just preach to you right now. Uh, Pornography is where it starts, but I promise you it won't end there. Sin will take you further than you ever want to go. It will keep you longer than you want to stay. It will take from you more than you want to give. So it starts with pornography, and then you'll find yourself doing things that are so perverse that you never would have thought in your wildest dreams that you would be where you are. So I was full of rage and bitterness in and out of the strip clubs, hip-hop clubs, used to get in multiple fistfights every single year. And so I was living that way for almost 11 years of my life. And on October 29th of 2013, I was in a home that I owned alone. I was in the kitchen and I had taken up, uh, I had taken 24 prescription narcotics that day. I had drank half a fifth of liquor. I would have finished the entire fifth and polished off a six pack of beer. That was my trend back then. It's what I did every single night. And I remember I was listening to that rap artist, Eminem. Who knows, by the way, that there is a spirit to the music that you listen to. Don't just think it's words and a beat. Whoever creates the music and whoever is singing that music, there's a spirit attached to what is going into your ears. And the reason why I loved Eminem is because it fed my rage and bitterness. The spirit that was in his music fed the spirit that I had within me. Eminem was all about, if you know anything about him, he's all about revenge, getting back, fighting, staying on top, no one being able to hurt him. And I had built up so many walls of resentment and anger and bitterness. And so I remember having that in my system, 24 prescription narcotics, the liquor, the the beer. And I'm walking from the kitchen to the living room. And as soon as I enter into the living room, and by the way, I wasn't thinking anything about Jesus. I walk into the living room, and the best way I can describe it, Shannon, is when the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. I felt the most powerful, perfect love in that room. And then I heard a voice say this to me, Asher, I came tonight to rescue you. You don't have much longer. You're either going to end up dead 
or in prison. Now, what do you decide? And let me tell you something, friends. I bowed my knees to Jesus Christ in that moment right there. And I said three times with the hottest tears rolling down my face, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus. And let me just tell you something. You can take the word as it is. You can take it to the bank every time. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that therefore, if anyone be in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I became, in that moment, a brand new creation. All the old left my life, and the new had come. And I remember calling a few people and just asking them, trying to get them to come and help me understand exactly what I, I knew I had had an encounter with Jesus, but I, I just wanted someone to talk to and say exactly what had happened. And many people I called, they wouldn't return my phone uh, phone call because uh, understandably I had pushed people away. But there was one person, and isn't it just like Jesus, the one, we had one that came as our ransom. There was one person that came, my younger brother, Amzi. He answered that call at 10.15 in the evening. He came and laid on the floor, cried with me, prophesied over me, laid his hands on me, uh, 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 loved me. And he was just like Jesus to me. And I've never forgot that. And I remember going to bed that night, laying my head down, sleeping so peacefully. Seems like it was the first time I had slept in years. I woke up. I called into my work and said, I, I won't be in the day. I, I've got I've to figure some things out. And so I remember going outside, and, and the sky was so blue. The grass was so green. The trees were so green. And I remember staring at this bird in the tree. And I just said, wow, God, you created that for me. Why? Because I was seeing things from a heavenly perspective, through a heavenly lens. I became like a little child. So I was enamored with the colors, with the bird in the tree. And immediately, I had a leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says that, that, that the, the voice of truth will lead, guide, and direct us. And immediately I started having that still small voice, the Holy Spirit leading God and direct me. He said to me, go and pour those pills down the toilet. Go smash that bottle of alcohol. Go smash that computer that you've made all kinds of drug deals and, and sex setups on. Uh, 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 call these people and simply say goodbye. And let me just give this disclaimer real quick. You don't have to give an explanation to every single person that you're not going to hang around with anymore. You are, you are okay by God to just say to some people, I'm out. Because if you're going to get to your final destination, if you're going to get to where God's trying to take you, you're going to have to cut some people off. Doesn't mean you got to be mean about it. Doesn't mean you got to be angry and have an attitude about it. But it just means you got to cut some people off. And then the, the Holy Spirit said to me, call these people and apologize. Tell them what has happened to you. And I called and I said, forgive me. I've wronged you. I've met Jesus. I'm a new creation. And so immediately I just had this leading of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and it was incredible how I had gone from almost 11 years of what I'd been through to, to this new man. And the Holy Spirit then said something to me that I think he tells every uh, brand new believer. He said, go to Walmart. <laughs> I'm playing. But it, that was my story. He said, go to Walmart and tell everybody what I've done for you. And so I walked into Walmart and 
I'm freaking some people out because I'm so excited. Some people are saying, get away from me. Other people are like, what is going on? Uh, there were people getting saved that day. There was a lady that got healed that day. And guys, listen, I had just come out of 11, almost 11 years. But that is the power of our God. He is the chain breaker. He is the yoke remover. And he, had a, he, he anointed me and called me and placed me in the fivefold ministry as an evangelist. And I began to immediately do what he called me to do with signs and evidence following that he was working with me. So that is my testimony. So you can understand today when you say, well, who is this guy? Now you can understand when you hear me speak today why I'm so passionate. Because God took me from a place of death. I like to say it this way. He took me from the pasture and he placed me in the palace seated with Christ in heavenly places. And my friend, listen to me today at the very end, we're going to be praying. If you have any type of yoke around your neck, whatever it could be, pornography, drugs, alcohol, what it pride, whatever it is, Jesus Christ can snap that off your neck. He is almighty. He's all powerful. He has given us all authority and rule in the earth as believers to speak his name and watch things change right where you are can you just say amen now today i want you as you listen to 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 expect i like to talk about expectation the lord spoke to my spirit as i was about to walk on stage to minister at a deliverance service um several months back and as soon as i was climbing those steps he said this to me he said expectation will always breed breakthrough. Come on, somebody. Expectation will always breed breakthrough. When you come expecting, it could even be on this radio show. It could be on uh, a TikTok live of mine, wherever it is. If you come expecting, putting a demand on heaven, saying, God, I'm taking you at your word. I need a breakthrough, and I come expecting. God says it will always breed breakthrough. Amen. Um, in 2021, I was on our front porch here. Um, I'm actually at my home right now as, as we do this radio show. And I was on our front porch. It's a place I like to go and, and, and uh, seek the Lord. It's an open heaven place for me. And I was out there praying and I like to pray and then shut up and listen because who knows if you're always talking, you can't hear. So I like to pray and then I like to be still and listen. And I heard the Lord speak to me that day as I began to listen, and he spoke to me and said this from the scripture, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, I knew that was a passage uh, primarily out of, uh, as I'm speaking it to you, out of Matthew. It's also um, spoken by the prophet Isaiah, but when the Lord spoke that to me, I knew it wasn't just him quoting a scripture to me, but it was him putting a charge on me with that scripture. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Asher, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Understand this. There have been many wolves in sheep's clothing that have risen up in the last several years. And what they have done is they have widened the path and they've crooked it. And now there is a question that's resounding over the nation of America, over the nation of the uh, over the nations of the world, and it's this. This is the question. What is truth? 
Just like when Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? Many people now are asking, what is truth? Why? Because many wolves in sheep's clothing that claim to know God, that claim to speak for God, have widened the path and crooked it. And now there's even uh, uh, good-hearted uh, uh, good Christians that I meet that are asking, Asher, I don't know what the truth is anymore. Is it okay for a man to get married to a man? Is it okay for a woman to get married to a woman? Is it okay for us to do this and that? I'm not sure anymore because things have become gray, they say. But I tell them, no, Jesus Christ has made everything plain. And if you'll get in the word and if you'll begin to allow your the, 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 the Holy Spirit to saturate you with truth, you won't be confused and there won't be any gray areas. It will be black. It will be white. It will be righteous and it will be unrighteous. So the Lord has called me and commissioned me as one voice as he is. Make no mistake, raising up other one voices. Watch this for us to walk collectively as one voice. The coming of the Lord is soon, my friends. The coming of the Lord is soon. The signs are everywhere. And I know people would say, well, Asher, they said this 50 years ago. But this is how I like to say it. They said it 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 25 years ago, two days ago. But here's the thing, my friends. At some point, a preacher like today is going to say, the coming of the Lord is soon. And it's actually going to happen. And could it be before my eyes or Shannon, your eyes, they, they go dim and we, we give up the ghost and we go to be with him for eternity. Could it be that he'll come before that happens? I don't know. But I believe the coming of the Lord is soon. And God has commissioned me with a John the Baptist anointing to speak the truth and to make his paths straight. You see, God is making a distinction in the earth right now. You say, what does that mean? Well, first, the word, uh, the word uh, distinction, I didn't mean to say extinction, forgive me. The, uh, God is making a distinction. Now, that word distinction means this. It, it, it means uh, putting things in categories and making them plain. What is a good example of distinction? When, when God created, uh, uh, in the very beginning, man and woman, right? He made a distinction. This is a man. This is the role of a man. This is this is what he looks like. This is the body parts he has. This is a woman. This is the role of a woman. This is the body part she has. This is what she, she looks like. So God made a distinction, and right now he's making a distinction in the earth. He's making it plain for us to see who's who is his and who is not. It, it, it was 10 years ago. It may have been confusing to say, I don't really know if this preacher is truly living for the Lord and truly is preaching the truth because it was kind of muddy. But God's making a distinction now. And mark my word, there's going to be some things come out soon about some ministers and ministries. And by the way, before you think that I'm a, a preacher basher, I am not. I love the body of Christ. I am full of grace. I am full of mercy. When we see leaders fall, we need to pray for them. Why? Because we would want them to pray for us. But what I'm saying is, there's going to be some things come out about certain ministries and about certain men and women of God that are going to shock you because God is making a distinction right now of who is on his side and who isn't. You know, the Bible talks about in the book of Revelation that in the end, that on his left will be the goats, on his right will, right will be the sheep. 
What is that? Who is that? The goats are those that mocked him. The goats are those that refused to acknowledge him. The goats are those that lived with iniquity in their life. The sheep are those that followed him. The sheep are those that though we weren't perfect, we we knew that it was by grace through faith that we're saved, and we didn't mock him. We, 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 we loved him. We adored him. We laid our lives down for him. So God's making a distinction right now in the earth. I want to turn to, if you have your Bibles, I want to turn to Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. This is my favorite, or excuse me, this is in my top three favorite passages in the Bible. And why I love this is that this is such a passage of distinction. Now, verses 1 through 3 we're going to read is one type of person. Now, verses 4 through 6 is another type of person. We're going to break that down. We're going to look at that, okay? So starting at verse 1, and I'll be reading out of the NKJV right now. Starting at verse 1, blessed is the man. I already want to start reading because I'm like, all right. What's it going to say? Because I want to know if I fall in this category. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in every season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper now let me let me break it down let me revelate a little bit to you so immediately it's talking about all right verses one through three this is the blessed man this is the child of god this is the sheep right it says the blessed man does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly what does that mean the blessed person the child of god doesn't just get counsel from anybody Asher Bach is not going to go to a psychic or a secular philosopher and say, hey, what do you think I should be doing here? Do you think this looks good? Think I should do this? No, 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 no. The, the blessed person, the child of God, surrounds themselves with wise counselors that are full of the Holy Ghost, that are in love with Jesus, that aren't afraid to offend them by giving them the truth if they see our, our, feet, uh, our foot coming off that straight and narrow path. So, the, the, the blessed man, he walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. The, the, the blessed person doesn't just walk around with sinners, doesn't just kick it with whoever. We have an inner circle. We're selective. Why? Because we understand the Bible says that, that bad company corrupts good habits. So we're not kicking it with sinners. We love the sinner because Jesus came to, to save the sinner, and we give the sinner truth. But we're not just walking around kicking it, having our feet propped up at the table with just anybody. It says, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Another word for scornful is mocker. We don't hang out with mockers, right? I'm not going to, let me tell you something. I take it very personal when people attack my Jesus. I love him. I, I, I've given my life, uh, I've laid my life down to minister the, his word. So the blessed person doesn't sit around with mockers. And it says this, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Now, it would be safe to replace the word law there 
You know, I know the Bible says in the book of Revelation, don't add to or take away from the book of this prophecy, which I believe primarily means the book of Revelation, but you should never take away from any book and add to anything. But it would be safe as a New Testament believer to replace the word law here with word or um, um, instruction. So you could say it this way, but his delight is in the word or the instruction of the Lord. And in his word and instruction, he meditates day and night. What does that look like? That looks like day and night, we're allowing the word, the washing of the word of God to wash our minds. The Bible says this, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. So, so you're meditating on it. You're, you're allowing the word to transform your mind to the truth. And it says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now, this is very important here. If you've ever seen a tree that's planted beside a body of water, you look and see the root system is very healthy. The root system has gone down deep. The tree is always healthy. The bark, if it has bark, is always healthy. Uh, it's always producing. Why? Because the tree is planted at the source, that very mineral-dense, nutrient-dense uh, uh, soil there where the water is. So let me liken this to a person, because the Bible several times likens us people to trees. It talks about a good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit, right? So we need to be as a people not only planted in a good local church where we're getting that nutrient-dense truth, but we need to be planted daily in our own relationship with Jesus where we're receiving from the word of God. We're receiving impartation from him in prayer. So make sure today, my friend, that you can say, I am planted. I'm a planted believer. I'm planted where the nutrients is always running. It says that brings forth fruit in every season. Now, I've had some people argue with me on this because in some translations it says in its season. But here's the thing. If you look at the original manuscripts, it actually says in every season. Here's how I can back that up too. Jesus said that I desire that you bring forth fruit and what? Fruit that remains. Jesus doesn't want us going through a season of barren fruit and a season of, well, I ain't got nothing on my tree. I'm not producing nothing. I guess I'm dead. No, 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 no. The, the blessed man, the child of God, brings forth fruit in every season. And it says, whose leaf also shall not wither. And I love this part right here. This is revelation. If you can get this right here, friend, down in you, you will see your life change. It says, whatever he does. Whatever she does shall prosper. Come on, somebody. Listen to me. Whatever uh, my hands find to do for the glory of God, it's going to prosper. Whatever I seek to do that is going to lift the name of Jesus up, it's going to prosper. Whatever. Get that down in you today. Get, get a whatever down in you today. You say, well, what about this? If it's a whatever, it's going to prosper. What about this? If it's a whatever, it's going to prosper. If it's for the glory of the Lord, if it's for if it's what God has birthed you to do, you can take it to the bank. That is it's going to prosper. Amen. Now we're going to look at verses four through six. Now watch the shift. Remember, we're talking about distinction. Verse four, but the ungodly though are not so, Woo! but are like the chaff, 
which the wind drives away. Chaff, uh, when you break that down to the bare bone, meaning is worthless waste. Now, the Bible is not making fun of the ungodly. The Bible's not poking at the ungodly, but it's just being honest. The ungodly are like the worthless waste that the wind drives away. It says, therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Now, the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess to the glory of the Lord. Now, watch this. You either get to, my friend, bow now, or you have to bow then. Did you know that on judgment day, the righteous will be on the right standing upright before the Lord, but those that are on his left, the goats, will have to bow? That's why it says here, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. On judgment day, you will see the ungodly bowing down to Jesus, because why? They had to bow then. And it says, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. They won't be standing. They will be bowing. My friend, if you have not decided to bow your knee, I'm not trying to, to uh, 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 get you saved by fear, though the Bible says some will be saved through compassion, some through fear. But what I'm saying is if you've not decided to bow your knee and you've been dragging your feet, or maybe you're even a mocker of the Lord, I rebuke that mocking spirit from you today, and I speak liberty to you today. May you come to know the living Christ. And it says, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Now, let me revelate to you. Why? How does the Lord know the way of the righteous? Wait a minute. Wait, I thought we're supposed to know his way. How does he know our way? This is why. Because when we align with him, when we are his children, we are going the way he shows us. So therefore, he knows our way because it's the imputed righteousness of Christ that we have been charged with from the cross at Calvary and as he uh, Jesus was buried and rose on the third day just as he said he would for our justification before the father the Lord knows the way of the righteous he knows the way we're going because as we align our lives with him he's walking with us but it says but the way of the ungodly shall perish why because God says I can't go that way I don't know that way there's no sin found in me there will never be any sin found in me and I can't go that way so when people go without God believe me they're going to perish and, and whatever they do, it's not going to prosper. Now, someone would say, Asher, that doesn't make sense. I see these movie stars and some of these secular uh, politicians. They've got millions of dollars. Let me just tell you something. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just, my friend, at some point or another. That's going to be ours because everything that they have, that they have, that they have gotten through, through, through evil means, through deceitful gain, that is all stored up for the righteous. Can somebody say amen? So God is making a distinction in the earth right now. Make no mistake, God knows who are his and who are not. Okay? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. 2 Timothy 2, 19. says this. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. 
The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The word iniquity is so important to understand. The Bible talks about sin, transgression, and iniquity, okay? But that word iniquity is so important to understand. It is the highest level of moral corruption, all right? So iniquity is a place of premeditated sin in one's life, all right? It's a place of premeditated sin in one's life. It's a place within a person where they know it's there and it's wrong, but they don't repent of it. So they know there is this place within them that is dark. It's a premeditated place of sin. It's dark, but they refuse to repent of it. So to bring an example or a few examples, iniquity would be things like planning to watch pornography the night before when you know no one will be home or, or in the house the next morning. That's iniquity. Why? Because you thought about it, you planned it, and you're going to carry it out the next day. What's another example of iniquity? Iniquity would be devising a plan to steal something that is not yours. You, you, the Holy Spirit's con- trying to convict you, telling you, no, don't do that. No, that's wrong. But you refuse to align and repent of it, and you devise a plan to steal something that's not yours. That is iniquity. It's premeditated. And let me tell you something, friend. God hates it. God hates iniquity. So therefore, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Can I just speak that to you right now? With the power of God on my life, if you have iniquity, if you've got a dark place in you today, listen, the Bible says give no place to the devil. I know Shannon believes this. I believe it, that a, a Christian can have a demon and also have a, 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 uh, uh, or have the Holy Spirit as well. Why? They gave a place in themselves to that demonic spirit. I don't believe a Christian can be possessed by a demon, but I believe they can be oppressed. They can give a place to a, a devil, and it can be a place that causes there to be iniquity. So listen to me, friend. May that place in you today, if that's you, May you get on your knees right where you are and repent of that, be done with it. Say, God, I I renounce and I denounce any wickedness, whatever it is, pornography, drug addiction, alcoholism, uh, uh, sex addiction, whatever it is. I repent of that iniquity. I love your name, Christ, and your word says, friend, align with the word. It says, let everyone who names the name of Christ. What does that mean? If you go around and people say, are you a Christian? Oh, yes, I love Jesus Christ. You just named his name. It says, depart from iniquity. And guess what? That starts with me. My dad told me something so important when I was young. You know, my dad said many things to me. Dad was a, my dad was a talker. But you know, with your parents or other people in your life, there's certain things that just set and you'll always remember. One of those things he said to me was that, <clears throat> son, he said, son, when you're at your best in life is when you are walking in humility. That's when you're at your best. He said, always remember, humility will open up the door for deliverance. You have to be humble. You have to come to the Lord in humility. Not prideful, not self-sufficient, but you've got to come humbly and say, 
Jesus, I've named your name and I've got some iniquity and I want to be done with it. And let me tell you something, friend, the Lord loves to heal people from this kind of thing. And he'll do it because it was all paid for. Your freedom was paid for at the cross at Calvary. God forbid we ever let the message of the cross and the blood and the resurrection die. I, as an evangelist, 37 years old, be 38 in September. I refuse to ever allow the simple gospel message to ever die. Jesus was sent and born of a virgin Mary, came, walked this earth as a blueprint, showing us what it looks like, a life submitted to the Father. He laid his life down on the cross at Calvary. The Bible says he was beaten beyond recognition, couldn't even recognize him. He gave up the ghost, and just as he prophesied, on the third day he rose from the grave. And the Bible says, why did he raise? For our justification before the Father. We're justified before the Father. There is no enmity between us and God now. There is no veil of separation The simple gospel message simply says he was sent, born of a Virgin Mary. He walked, showed us how it looks to walk uh, uh, before the Father. He gave his life as a ransom on the cross. He rose from the grave, and now anybody that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For it is still the blood that speaks greater things. Amen. Now, for everyone listening, with a show of hands, uh, who can say that you are blessed? I, I know that I can't see you, but right there where you are, just raise your hand if you are of the blessed. You see, as a blessed man, I know God loves me, and that won't change. I know he loves me. I know that I'm on the right side, and I'm one of his sheep. And you say, Asher, how do you know that? Because I'm persuaded. I'm completely persuaded of that, that his love will never change for me, that no matter on my worst day, he loves me the same. No matter on my best day, he loves me the same. You know, the the writer of the book of Romans, uh, the Apostle Paul, which is my second favorite person in the Bible, of course, my first is Jesus, but the Apostle Paul wrote um, over half of the New Testament, and um, he he wrote here in, in Romans 8, 38 and 39, this is the first passage of scripture I ever memorized after getting born again. But but Paul said this, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. The question is this, though. Are you persuaded? Are you fully persuaded as the the Apostle Paul was? Listen, do you live every day knowing that you are his and he loves you? A revelation of the love of Jesus will change your life, friend. It will change your life because at your worst day, you'll look in the mirror and say, he loves me. It doesn't mean that you're getting away with anything. doesn't mean that he loves you any more than anybody else. But we can be like the, the disciple John that, that spoke uh, uh, in third person said that he was the disciple that Jesus loved, right? We can live that way. Do you live every day fully persuaded that he loves you and it's not going to change? Forgive me for the smacks you here. I'm clapping because I'm excited. Now, I want you to repeat this after me. Let's make this proclamation. I want to encourage you to make proclamations in your life. It's very important. But I want you to say this. Say, God loves me. 
God is for me and say, God has great plans for my life to bring him glory. You see, we have said it wrong for a long time. We'll say God has great plans for my life. Well, he does, but if it's not to bring him glory, trust me, he's not going to help you make it as a secular country artist. He's not going to help you make it as some secular photographer where you're taking all kinds of wicked photography. No. God has great plans for our life to bring him glory. What is it you're pursuing? Get a revelation of the love of Jesus. Pursue something that brings him glory, and God will make it all work for his glory. Now, what we just proclaimed, believe that. God loves me. God is for me. God has great plans for my life to bring him glory. You've got to believe it. One of the uh, reasons I think uh, people have trouble believing what we just proclaimed is they aren't themselves, okay? I'm going to talk to you about a copycat. I'm going to talk to you about a copycat and an original. You see, being a minister, and, I, and I'm, I, my speech right now is seasoned with grace, but I'm just going to say it like it is. Being a minister, I'm around a lot of other preachers. I travel. That's what I do as an evangelist. I travel and preach. And unfortunately, I get around some ministers that I don't believe what they're saying. Why? Because I can tell they're a copycat. I can tell who they listen to. I can tell what book they're reading. They're quoting stuff, not giving credit to the person that spoke it. They're dressing like the person. They're using influxation in their voice like the person. And it's not coming off as original. They're a copycat. And to the one that's not discerning, I mean, I guess it's okay. You know, maybe they'll, they'll, God will use them. But God created you, you. You see, the reason I can speak into this is I struggled for a few years after I got born again. I wanted to be like uh, Ron Carpenter. I wanted to be like other preachers. I wanted to preach like them. I tried to be like them. And God one day shook me and said, Asher, I can only use you so much if you try to be them. But if you'll step out of that and into you, I'll use you because I've made you for a specific assignment and to touch a specific group. So God doesn't want you to be a copycat. He wants you to be an original. If you're an original, that means you're living in humility. That means you're living with, with Godfidence. That means you're okay in your own skin. Then you can believe and get a revelation of the love of God. Because, but if you're living through a spirit of comparison, trying to be something you're not, it's going to be very hard for God to use you in the capacity that he wants to use you in. All of this starts, all of this starts in the mind. The mind is such an intricate thing, but it's such a beautiful thing. Now, I'm going to break this down and revelate to you real quick. If you didn't ever understand this, maybe you do, uh, maybe you don't. But in order to live as an original, you've got to win the battle daily in your mind. Hello, somebody. All right. Now, watch this. The battleground is in your mind. Now, we know that we already fight from the place of victory. That's the beautiful thing. The end is already written. We've already won. Satan's defeated. His entourage, blah, 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 right? But the, the fact is we fight from the place of victory, still fighting a battle. If you can win the battle in your mind, you can, win, win, uh, you can live as an original, and you can stomp the devil real good. Now, here it is. Did you know that your mind and your brain are not the same thing? Watch this. Your mind is spirit, 
Your mind is spiritual realm. Your brain is physical. Now watch. The Bible says if you think on anything, place your mind on these things. What is good, what is peacekeeping, what is true, and goes on and on and on. Whatever, watch this, whatever you place your mind on, it will feed your brain. Whatever your brain is fed, your body will follow. That's good preaching right there. Whatever you place your mind on, it will feed your brain. Whatever your brain is fed, your body will follow. That's the transition, mind, brain, body. So if you set your mind on, I hate that person, I'm never going to forgive that person, you're going to feed your brain that, and guess what? Watch, this is scientifically proven. Read studies on it. People have gotten sick with cancer. They've been sick with hypertension, sick with all this stuff. Why? Because they place their mind on negative thoughts, and it's fed their brain and their body. It's, it's changed the anatomy of their cell structures and caused them to be sick. So set your mind on things like this. Today, Lord, I set my mind upon that which is true. I set my mind upon I will forgive all those that have wronged me. I leave my case in your hand. I set my mind today, God, on those things that are holy. The Holy Spirit is with me. And as you begin to make these confessions, as you place your mind upon the word of God, it's going to feed your brain and your body is going to be healthier. Your, your body is going to uh, be, feel more free. There's going to be less tension, less stress, less anxiety, less depression. But you will be an original if you can win the war in your mind. The devil's going to try to come in the spirit realm and try to shoot those fiery arrows. He's going to try to put snapshots of naked women, naked men in your mind. He's going to try to put snapshots of fear of the government coming and trying to take over and, and, and us being bombed by other countries and blah, 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 blah. But you've got to cast those things down and say, no, 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 no. I'm a child of God. I place my mind upon things that are good, that are from the throne room of heaven. I rebuke you, Satan. Get behind me. You're an offense to me. I'm going to win the war in my mind today. I'm going to walk as an original. I'm going to walk as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to stomp the devil for a living. Can somebody say amen? Now, I only got a few more things to share, and then we're going to open it up for prayer. But I want to talk to you briefly because this goes hand in hand with the mind the, about the full armor of God. I want to encourage you, if you've never done a study, get you a, a Strong's Concordance, get you a Dake Study Bible, whatever it is that you want to use. But study Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 17. It's a great study. You'll learn a lot. So I'm going to read that. I'm going to talk about how it connects with the mind. And uh, we're going we're gonna to finish up here with, uh, with the, uh, the word. But Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 17, starting at verse 10, says this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on some of the armor of God. No, it doesn't say that. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Stop. The Bible's already telling us. The Bible's like our, our reconnaissance, Ford Observer. It's already telling you that you're going to have the wiles of the devil come against you. It tells you right there. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles is, is tricks and schemes and traps. All right? Strategies. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle... Catch this, against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. 
Your war, man, is not against your wife. Your war, woman, is not against your husband. Your war is not against your children, against your co-workers, against certain people in the church. Your war is against the devil and demons. For every person, there is a spirit behind them. Every person, there's a spirit. So if you have somebody that's coming at you, mocking you, trying to bring you down, speaking neg negatively to you all the time, you may have to confront that spirit in them face to face. I would suggest that you start with prayer and fasting and you pray against that and you allow the Lord uh, take your case to him. But sometimes you got to straight up to that person's face, speak to that thing that's in them, command that spirit to shut its mouth, come out of them to leave you be in the name of Jesus. So remember, it's not your war is not against our war is not against Biden. Our war is not against Kamala Harris. Our war is not against the Democrats. It's against the spirit that's behind them. And even some of the Republicans that are that are in bed with with the, the, the those that are evil. It's the spirit behind them. We've got to be a people of prayer. I feel the Holy Ghost and the fire of God right now. We've got to be a people of prayer that learn to get in the prayer closet again and war in secret. The reason why a lot of people don't like to pray, you know why? Because it's not quote unquote attractive. You don't get any, you don't get any, any uh, uh, views. You don't get any followers for praying in secret. But let me tell you what you get. You get to see things change. You get to be a part of an army, an end time remnant army, and watch the Lord move. We gotta be we gotta be a people of prayer that begin to pray and ask for God to dispatch warring angels to drive out these demons out of Washington, these demons out of the White House, and all this filth that's trying to fill our school system and everything else. We gotta begin to be a people of prayer, get a backbone. You know, enough of this patty cake, tickle me Elmo Christianity, have it your way Burger King. No, 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 no. The word of God is true. God has called us to walk as lions. God has called us to walk as people of truth and an army. We're part of an army. That's why it's telling us to put on armor here. So your war is not against people, but against the spirits behind those people. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Hello, somebody. What kind of day are we living in? And having done all to stand, stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, watch this. I bet you've never seen this. One day I'm reading Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 17. As soon as I finish there, God says, look at the armor again. So I start looking. I said, God, I don't see anything. Read it again. God, I don't see anything. Read it again. God, you're going to have to tell me. You're going to have to enlighten my eyes of the, the eyes of my understanding. He says, there's only one piece, son, of the armor that is offensive. It's your weapon. It's the sword of the spirit. Why are so many Christians getting beat up by the devil? Because they don't have a weapon to fight with. They put on every other piece, but they don't have their sword. God spoke this to me. He said, the armor is worthless without a weapon. And then he began to show me when I was in Afghanistan in the Marine Corps. And every time I got ready, do a gear inspection before we go outside the wire. Uh, if you don't know what that is, the wire inside the wires, you're with friendly forces, friendly people. When you go outside the wire, everything is considered an intimate threat. 
That's where the enemy is. And when you do a gear check, you make sure you got your boots on. You got to make sure you got your sappy plate carrier, your bulletproof vest. You got to make sure you got your Kevlar, your helmet. You got to make sure you have uh, um, your your M your M9 pistol on your side, your M4 uh, machine gun or rifle, if you will. If you go outside the wire without a weapon, you're a sitting duck and target. And that's why, my friend, if you're on here and you say, Asher, I'm just getting pummeled by the devil. Where's your weapon? I bet if you went and find it, found it, there's dust on it. Pick up your sword. Pick up your weapon and begin to fight the good fight of faith. Begin to, to speak the scriptures. The Bible says the word of God is a sword. When Jesus comes back, He's coming back on a war horse, and when he speaks, his tongue will be a two-edged sword. He will come back uh, bringing vengeance against the nations of those that, that hated him and that murdered the saints and that, and that acted wickedly. The sword, the word of God, is our weapon. we got to take up the sword of the Spirit because it's the only offensive piece of the armor. Can you say amen? Now, I'm going to share one last thing. And we're going to pray. Um, I found this note card the other day. It fell out of my Bible. I have this Bible that I've had for years. And it fell out of my Bible. And I thought, man, this is such a fitting time for this. Because, um, you know, I, I was in a place of, of deep humility before the Lord. And um, asking his forgiveness on some things. And this fell out of my Bible. And it's a little note card that I wrote here back in 2014 which is about a year after I was born again, radically saved. And by the way, many people has made him their savior, but very few have made him Lord. Savior is easy. That's just simply saying, look, I'm a sinner. I need a savior. If I don't have a savior, I'm going to hell. But when you make him the Lord of your life, friend, that means you're saying, command me. I'm in rank now. What you say to do, I'll do. What you say to not say, I won't say. What you say to say, I'll say. So about a year after I made him the Lord of my life, I found myself in some moral failure, and I'm sitting there sulking. I'm thinking God is, he's upset with me. What am I going to do? I just want to die because I had so much reverence and love for him, and I had failed him. And all of a sudden, I, the Lord spoke this to me, and I wrote it down, and he said this, if you find yourself down the wrong path and lost, don't sit there and die. Get up and turn around. Get back on the right path. I'm speaking that to somebody today. If you find yourself today where you have morally failed God, it could have been to an extreme on something. Let me tell you something. God's saying to you today, don't sit there and sulk and die. Get up. Turn around. That's repentance. Get back on the right path. For my grace is sufficient for you, says the Lord. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray real quick, uh, just kind of generally, and then um, I will um, connect with Shannon to see how we want to begin to play this out. But I I just want to say this. If you are on here, the very first thing, especially as an evangelist, I'm very, very passionate about this. If you've listened to this today and you've said, Asher, I've got some iniquity in my life. Asher, I've never made the decision to follow him. Asher, I'm lukewarm. I'm born again, but I'm away from him. If that's you, my friend, listen to me. 
I want you to say this prayer with me. It's not this prayer that saves you. The Bible says you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. You shall be saved. But it's just this confession. It's just this coming into alignment with heaven. That when we say this prayer, I want you to say this with me. If you fall in any of those categories I just said, and Jesus is going to touch you right where you are. The Holy Spirit's going to give an impartation to you. The, uh, David, the, the psalmist, King David said, create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. I've had to say that so many times to my, to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I want you to say this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me. I have failed you. But you have never failed me. Today, I give you all of me in exchange for all of you. Wash me, cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I acknowledge you as my Savior and my Lord. And I acknowledge you not only in private, but also publicly. I acknowledge, Lord, that your word says, Jesus, you, you said, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. So I make a purpose today to express and to share your name, to be bold about it, to a lost and dying generation. I enlist today in the ranks of the army of the Lord. Use my life. And right now, I want you to just where you are, lift your hands. Jesus, you are the baptizer. So right now, friends, be filled, be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire right where you are. Some of you right now are feeling heat. Feels like hot, thick oil going down your head. That's the anointing and the the the, the infilling, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are feeling like your hands are on fire. Some of you are shaking. Some of you are trembling. Some of you are weeping. It's okay. You're fine. You're getting a touch from heaven. May you be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire right now. And the purpose of this, O oh Lord, let them have a revelation that it's not just so they can speak in tongues, but that God, they'll be a witness of you, that they're endued with power from on high to be a witness of you, Jesus, in all the earth, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Shannon, I don't know what you want to do from here, sir. Man, what a powerful word tonight. Uh, if you're just Amen. joining us, we're live with evangelist Asher Bach. Asher, what shall we title this for the archive tonight? Um, let, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, call this, um, the distinction is here. The distinction is here. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Now I want you to tell people about your podcast. Where do they okay. go to tune in and when do you broadcast? So my podcast, True Talks with Asher Bach, right now, if you go on my website, asherbach.com, there is a link um, right there. Uh, I think you scroll about a quarter of the way down. Um, I'm mainly on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Um, I have 23 episodes up right now for your listening. Um, I don't do anything right now live with that. Me and my wife are getting ready to start. 
um, a live podcast, and also it's going to be audio, it's going to be live, there's going to be many different avenues, um, but be on the lookout for that. It's going to be called Marriage Redefined and Parenting Redefined. We're going to be giving some great, great help to have a successful, godly, wonderful marriage, and also parenting. Um, very imperative that parents are equipped in the day and age we live to um, raise up their children in the ways and the admonitions of the Lord. So um, right now, though, Truth Talks with Asher Bach, 23 episodes. They are purposely short. Um, I don't think I even have one on there over 15 minutes. And my reason for that was God inspired me to do this podcast for people that are um, very busy um, that have many children and they don't have time in the morning to get in the word or whatnot, and they can drive on their way in their commute and get a quick under 15 minute truth talk packed with the word that can equip them and uh, help them throughout their day. So go to my website, asherbach.com, scroll about a quarter of the way down. There's the links there, 23 episodes as of right now for your listening, and then be on the lookout as well. It will be added to my website once that comes for the Marriage Redefined and Parenting Redefined um, podcast. We actually have a studio set up in our office. We have a large office here. We just finished doing our studio, beautiful decor, some nice chairs, boom mics, and all that stuff. So it's going to be amazing. Looking forward to it. Asher, this is exciting. Yes, sir. Put this into the show notes tonight, and I encourage everybody to get over there, subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe to the TikTok channel and be alerted uh, when he's going live. Now, Asher, if someone wants to support your ministry, do you have PayPal or any other means they can give? I do. I have PayPal, I have Venmo, Cash App, and Zelle. On my website, though, um, the only ones that I have listed there are PayPal, Cash App, and Venmo. Um, they are going to be located at the very, very bottom of my website. Uh, all you have to do is click on which one you'd like to give at. It'll take you directly there. You can give. And uh, please, in the um, <laughs> excuse me, in the, uh, the the section where you can comment when you uh, donate or when you sow a seed, um, let me know uh, why you're giving, uh, what your name is, all that, because I want to connect with you, and I appreciate all of you. I am completely donor-supported when I launched um, Shannon in t- 2021. I've only uh, had Asherbach Ministries, legit ministry, since 2021. And uh, when I launched, I said, God, I only ask of you two things. First, give me souls and also provide. And God said this to me, you give me your yes and I'll do the rest. And surely he has, and it's from generous givers like you all. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Folks, share this program with everybody you can. Now, Asher, Mm -hmm. before we go, uh, since our last program, God opened a mighty door for us on television. And Mm. we do the podcast now, four hours a day, Monday through Friday. We're now on the Word Network once a week, and that's Mm. on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Eastern. My lead-in on that is Sid Roth. My brother Damon has a strip, and God moved on to him to give us one of his daily programs. So we do Thursdays, and uh, it's only a half hour being uh, Wow. On TV, but what I want to do is I want to get with you in the next mm-hmm. month or so, and I'd like to invite you to come on and do a taping with me. And you're going to get okay. 20 minutes to bring the word and mm-hmm. five minutes of ministry time, and then basically we mm-hmm. wrap it up at that point. I want you to pray about okay. that and see if the Lord allows you to do it. And I'd love to have you on that program. 
Folks can be on again tomorrow. Tune in Thursday, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific, 1, 8, 1 p.m. Excuse me, Eastern on the Word Network. And um, brother, it would be an honor to have you back every month. As God gives you the time in your schedule, get me a date for July, brother. Let's get you back. I so enjoyed today's broadcast. That was powerful. Holy Ghost, Amen. Was all over it. Amen. Um, and be um, be in prayer, Shannon. Um, and just for anybody that would possibly, you know, because I don't know exactly who's hearing and where they're hearing from, but I will be in Madison, Indiana, um, June 25th at uh, RVC River Valley Church preaching. And then God opened the opportunity, thank the Lord, to go to the country Columbia. Wow. Uh, in September, I'll be there for about a week and a half preaching at three different churches, doing some uh, street evangelism as well. And um, so be in prayer specifically for wow. that. Um, but it's going to be incredible. And Shannon, I would love, if I'm able, really, to come on once a month. That would be great. I always love being with you. I love the spirit um, that, that you are of. And I love that you believe in deliverance. That's something that, you know, it's kind of rare to connect with people that really believe in that. And uh, I know that the first time I came on, me and you had a powerful time of prayer in that. And so appreciate you, sir. Love you. And I will definitely be praying about um, the, uh, the television um, time. Asher, where are you going to be in Columbia? Do you know what cities you're going to be speaking in? At this moment, I do not. This is kind of a quick thing. When I was in South Korea in October of last year, I made a wonderful connection with a man named Joel Manderfield. Um, they have a ministry there. And um, made an awesome connection. And then just the other day, he on, on WhatsApp, he actually wrote me and said, Hey, wow. I'd love to have you come to Columbia and preach. I thought, praise the Lord. <laughs> and so I don't even know, as of right now, um, I'm actually going to talk to him today. We're locking down the dates. It's going to be in the first two weeks of September, so I'll be there for a week and a half. And um, I'll know more after that. So I do not know at this time where exactly it is, but I just know that they have several churches there. And uh, I'll be traveling and preaching at a few of those and then doing some street, street evangelism. I bet you he's going to have you over in the capital, probably Bogota or Medellin. I lived in Cartagena, Colombia, myself a number of years ago. Wow. Wow. And, um, what a awesome country that is, and they're hungry for the gospel. And do yeah, they ever need I've it heard. over there right now? Um, for, former FARC is now the uh, president, and uh, that country needs Jesus like never before. But yes, uh, you yes, will have a yes. blast over there. Um, yes. My friend, I'm excited for you. This is going to be awesome. And. Um, I want to thank you for coming on today. Do you want to close us out in prayer? Absolutely, we'll do. Uh, Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for um, your word, for who you are. You are the word. And uh, God, we just right now, all of us just uh, symbolically in the spirit, we just lay ourselves at the altar. And Lord, we just ask you to have your way in our lives. God, I know, speaking for myself, that if you take your Holy Spirit from me, the devil that I will be. But because of your Holy Spirit, you have made me holy. Because of your Holy Spirit, you've made Shannon holy. Because of those right now that are listening, that have laid their lives at the altar and just saying, Lord, we are in need of you. I pray that we have a revelation every day of our need for you. And God, I pray right now, could even be the next Billy Graham listening. Would there be an impartation right now if they feel called into the fivefold ministry that, Lord, that you would impart it to them?
you would speak it to them right now. They would rise up. They would get busy. Father, would you raise up apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists that are on fire, that God are not in it for a bigger house and a Bentley. Though, God, I'm not against stuff, but God, that their purpose for it is says, I'm in this to see the kingdom of God come and to see the devil be put on flight. So, Lord Jesus, raise them up. Father, let us have a revelation of our need for you. And God, I thank you today, humbly, as your son, for the time that I got to have here on Omega Man Radio, Lord. I love you, Lord. I bless Shannon and his family, Lord. Great health, great prosperity. Father, peace in their home. In Jesus' name, amen. I receive that. My brother, God richly bless you and your family. And I want to thank you for coming on today. Love and appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Absolutely. God bless. Have a great day, Asher. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Folks, that was Asher Bach. Did you enjoy that? That was a Holy Ghost power broadcast right there. Tell you what, we had two awesome guests today. We had Michael Cummins, Asher Bach. We read some of the word, and uh, we will be back again tomorrow, every day, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, we're going to be on with David Measures. We've got Gary Stafford, John Terrell, Speak My Word. Friday, we're going to have Dr. Hanson, Joseph Ferrara, Speak My Word, Tom Mack, Tom Baird. Um, I've just booked Bill Keller from Live Prayer. He'll be on next week, first time. We've got Dana Coverstone booked for next week. Carl Henderson is back. Um, Working on getting Augusto Perez back in next week. We've got a new guest, Tim Bentz, who is a prayer walker that uh, was sent on assignment down to Jekyll Island to break the Canaanite altar under the house that uh, the Rockefellers built and the Federal Reserve was birthed on. I'm excited about that, and uh, we are pursuing uh, more guests. Michael Boldale will be on this month. Great stuff happening. I want to thank all of you for tuning in live. Now, um, question, would you bring John Ramirez on again? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Just waiting on John. I've reached out a number of times but have not heard anything back. So uh, pray that God will open that door. We'll be able to get him back. He's uh, a friend of mine and uh, love to have John back on. Been a while since we've done a program. He stayed very busy. Uh, let's see. So we have our live program, Mega Man Radio, new time, Monday through Friday, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, usually to about 2 p.m. or later some days. And then um, we have a new podcast I'm calling the Omega Man Reloaded. Uh, we've got 10,000 podcasts for me to go through. We're remastering them, and I'm re-releasing them. Uh, most of these have never been heard before by you that are with us today, unless you've been with me since uh, 2010. So many good stuff. In fact, I just put one up with John Ramirez called Out of the Devil's Cauldron, the first interview we ever did. And, uh, you know, I like to ask questions that maybe others don't. So you don't want to miss this show. I go into detail. It's probably the best interview we ever did on uh, his testimony, I have to say. Well, we've got stuff like this coming out every single day. In fact, when I get finished here in a minute, I'm going to uh, upload not only today's shows, but also new episodes of Reloaded. And uh, I hope that you will 
check that out. It's its own YouTube channel. Now, links for both of these are at my website. Go to omegamanradio.com, and you can click on the link. Go there. Um, on my Facebook page, I'm no longer posting there, but I do have one post that uh, will lead people to where we're at now. And I updated that today with the QR code. So you can actually just take your phone, if that's what you use, and scan the QR code. It'll take you right to the particular Podbean channel. And you can just play these programs from anywhere. If you want to use the Podbean app, you can also do that. That's easy. Um, Get over there and subscribe. It's all free. Everything now is being routed through Podbean. And then I'm going to uh, look and see if there's other places that we need to distribute the show. But we've got all the traffic coming in through one site. I can get, I think, a realistic idea of who's tuning in and uh, what kind of response we're getting, which is good. And um, no advertisement, of course. Then we'll, we'll go from there. If we need to go on another channel, we will. Uh, I do need your help, though, and that is uh, if you can please take these programs and share them with a friend, share our feed where people can go and check us out. I, I would be... Uh, much appreciative and um, that way we can attract uh, more listeners so there we are if God puts on your heart to support the program uh, you can do that at my website also that one website if you just remember that and bookmark that you'll have access to everything we do and any new updates I do I'm going to post there so if you got any question on where to tune in how to get the show what's going on go to omegamanradio.com we've had that from day one uh, this month about two weeks from today, we're going to hit our 13th year. So it'll be episode, uh, season 13. And praise the Lord, we're going uh, going forward for Jesus with new programs and the Reloaded. Uh, that's really a God idea there because uh, I was like, what do we do with 10,000 shows? Shows that people never heard before. Do we let them collect dust? No. We dust them off and reload them. And it's like a, it's a whole new broadcast. Uh, I've got enough content that if I just do one a day, it will take 29 years to get up to current. That's a lot of content. Enough, enough uh, podcast to last you through Armageddon. Well, help yourself to it. And um, what else do I need to mention? Substack, that's where I'm posting videos and alerts. I'm not using Facebook anymore to do that. Uh, they like to delete my post. Uh, so I put them up on Substack. And you know, Substack actually is pretty cool. Uh, it really indexes well with the search engines. So I was typing in a phrase and bam, one of our podcasts popped up there. The Substack post I put up there did. So I love Substack. It really, I think, is a, a godsend. So check it out. It's free. It's just an online uh, blog, if you will. And uh, I just released uh, the uh, link to the Awakening video by the uh, group that worked with InfoWars on the uh, Plandemic series. Watch that and the other ones from Stu Peters get up to date. Uh, I think that's all that I needed to mention. Yes, uh, Chalindra said, uh, John Ramirez mentioned you in his book. Yes, actually, John asked me to write a chapter and uh, it's in his second book. So the chapter on deliverance of spiritual warfare, how to, actually I wrote that. Uh, I was honored to be asked to do that and that was in his, uh, it was the second of the third book, 
I lose track now because I lost track because he's got he's got a lot of books out. Um, but I'm very thankful for the uh, mention there and those books that he's done go around the world. Even they're read here in Indonesia in Bahasa. And uh, it was funny. Somebody that my wife uh, worked with a mentor called her up one day and said, "Hey, uh, your husband he's in John Ramirez's book." I said, "Yeah, that's true." That was kind of funny. But those books have went around the world, and uh, God bless John and his ministry. I've known him since uh, about 2009 or so, uh, when we heard him on True News, and then I called and booked him for Rich, uh, Rick, uh, excuse me, Richard Keltner's Watchman Radio Show. And then when I started my own program in 2010, uh, God had me open that up. Uh, Episode 10 was John Ramirez. That's pretty cool. I just posted that again last night. So I'm going to go to work here in just a minute and do some more posting. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you all. Let's pray. Father Yahovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this opportunity today to come together. Bless Brother Michael Cummins, Brother Asher Bach, all those that have tuned in today. We thank you for this opportunity to speak your word. We know that will not return void. Father God, in Jesus' name, guide and direct all of us. Have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. We love you. Amen. Friends, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you again tomorrow, God willing. Same time, 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday.